1: Well, g'day all, oh, g'day, g'day mate. Just doing voice <laughs> I can see that. You know. Welcome along to the shortball, everyone. It's a Rugby Pass podcast. Scotty Stevenson and Ali Williams with you. Uh, plenty to cover off today. Big whams. We've got um, movie stars. Uh, oh, thanks. We've yep. got, not oh. you, oh. we've got court action. We've got uh, Razor Robertson who we had on the podcast last week, but uh, the drums are beating. The drums are beating for Razor Ray. To what? You know what? Crusaders got a bye week bonus. We're going to cover off whether that's a good or a bad thing. The top four are sorted in Super Rugby, but there are four matches we're going to run our eye over because that will decide the final makeup of the playoffs, and I'm excited about that. And uh, we're going to finish off today with the topic Close to Your Heart Can the Blues Beat the Canes? Last game of the season.
2: Um, we're just basically showing off here that someone's done preparation. Yeah, I did do some And pre- sat by his computer last night. Um, Eight Ste- chocolate biscuits and no, did chocolate, did some, I was did
1: some, desperate for a chocolate biscuit. Place, right? no you ch- know what I did? No chocolate biscuits in the house.
2: I lost the gherkin, had the kids. What do you had, mean you lost um, the gherkin? Oh, just listen. I had uh, had the kids and I was feeding them, everything kosher. Kids went to bed. Yeah. I had a, a friend round and her kids. Everything was hunky dory. And I was just like, man, I just need some help. So I sat on the couch, watched the cricket, and got a bag of chips and just hoovered them. What flavour? Salt and vinegar, mate. Of course. All day. Kettle fries, salt and vinegar oh, all Oh, kettle day. fries
1: too. Oh, yeah. That's about 6,000 calories oh, in a Oh, look at it, mate. All in here. <laughs> I haven't been to the gym for ages. You're looking good. You're <laughs> good in your new jacket. Is that a is that a working style jacket? <laughs> that it would be, my yeah, good it's friend. lovely. Yeah. It's very yeah. nice. Yeah. Seems they would have had to go to the big long and tall section for that one. No, mate. It's straight off I'm the just, rack. I mean, straight off even, the rack. Yeah, I've
2: only really got a long torso <laughs> bulging you know, with abs. you long legs. Not really. sure? In proportion. No, that I am. (laughs)
1: Uh, Mate, don't get us so distracted. We're here to talk rugby. Well, no. Well, first of all, we're here to talk movies. Uh, Your boy, your boy's got a movie. Dan Carter's releasing a movie. Are you in it? What a you Are you in it? (laughs) I mean, seriously. You've got to be in it. I I love the kid, mate. He's just a legend, isn't he? But what can he do? Are Movies? You, are you in it or not? No, I'm not in it. You're not in this movie. On, you went to France ostensibly to play rugby, but to to look after Dan. You went there. You were his babysitter. Yeah, I wonder if his he remembers minder. that. You were his minder.
2: Ooh, didn't do too well yeah. there, did we? No, no, you didn't. <laughs> well,
1: I don't know. It depends on which way you look at that.
2: It was all in. It was actually all in the same calendar week, seven days. It was actually five days apart. Five days apart. Yeah, not ideal. <clears throat>
1: Oh, his mishap and your mishap. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Sorry. Well, at least you got it done in one week. That's what I thought, mate. We barraged each other. And- Say, but see, the thing is, he's Teflon. Shit sticks to you. That's the difference. I mean, he yeah. loses a sponsor. He grabbed another one, probably worth yeah. more money. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. He goes good with the corporates. What, Just what is- trust me,
2: in this movie, we could do a little clip of like a trailer with me. Every time I've been in trouble, he me, old mate,'s been with me. Is that right? He's an angel. No, look, it's um. I think it's awesome. I think it'll show the insides to um to the kid because there's a lot, there's a lot different, a lot of, a different side to Dan than what everyone sees. You know, mm-hmm. everyone sees that pin-up boy with the with wearing bugger all and you well. Know, I kicking saw it, the goals Speaking stuff, of which,
1: but, I saw him in going to Roland Garros during the week, and he's yep. wearing a, a suit with the the pants only come down like above the ankles. Is that fashion? Yeah, he's he's in Paris, No mate. socks. He's Parisian. He can, White do shoes, anything, mate. he can do anything, He can do anything. He can do anything,
2: and in Paris, he can do anything. Um, and uh, I, I just think it'd be good. It'd be good for everyone to see the the different side of him. I mean, he's an amazing father. Mm-hmm. Um, that people don't see. Um, and you know, he's just an amazing friend. He, he genuinely um, wants to not achieve for himself, but achieve for others and and help others where he can. And you know, the, the professionalism inside of him is is magic. And then with all the fame and all the I don't know, kudos that he gets. He's so grounded. I mean, he, I don't think I've ever seen a, a person so connected with um, his friends, original friends. I'm not talking mm-hmm. rugby friends mm-hmm. or people that you know can get him to high places. I'm talking original friends, you mm-hmm. know. And um, at heart, he's just still a Southbridge bogan. <laughs>
1: What you give me some insight because I the, the way that this um, movie's pitched, and I believe it's a documentary style movie I mean what what are the characteristics of Carter that most impressed you because you guys have been mates for a long time but what is it about him what was it about his drive that impressed you the most Um oh, I think it was more the the balance in terms of
2: how he balanced his life between you know working out, working towards his goals and all those sorts of things and then still staying very grounded and having time for, for other people. And, you know, he would he would move from the kid that, um, you know, had to practice whatever he had to practice. And, you know, he would do it in, in any condition, whether he was, you know, happy, sad or indifferent. And he would just keep consistently keep doing it. Um, but yet still make time for, for other people. And there's, there's an element of natural freedom that enhanced his game and didn't turn him into a sort of, I wouldn't say robot, but you know, I compare Johnny Wilkinson and Dan, are polar opposites. One practices every element and everything; the other one lives um, and dies by what he sees and what his gut feels. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I, I think both great understand. players, by the way, as you-
1: unbelievable players,
2: yeah. yeah, both unbelievable players in very different ways. Dan, I mean, Dan, one of Dan's real skills is the ability to get other people to help a scenario. Not just put it on him. Johnny's skill, just give it to me. I'll kick it and I'll get us out and I'll, mm. I'll just do whatever I need to do to, to help this team. So both very different players. Both very different men. Partied mm. once with Johnny Wilkinson. Partied, How'd well, that go? The, pff, it, it goes all right. Does you he? can get him a bit loose. You can get him a bit loose, but it was only once or twice I got. And I mean, that was after winning both the French and the European Cup. So mm. if he wasn't going to party then, then... Pff, God bless him. You know, after the World Cup in 2003, he actually went home, read a book, and um, had a glass of Coca-Cola. Johnny did? Yeah. What was the book? Tell me it wasn't the Gideon Bible. No, I think it was a book by a guy by the name of the Rudy Bird.
1: I think he read um, <laughs> the autobiography of Stephen and I think. <laughs> he read Beaver. He read the Beaver. <laughs> That's great. Great book, by the way. It's still available in the discount bin. Um, now, I wanted to <laughs> talk to you about one, one facet of um, Dan Carter's career. I, I remember catching up with him as he was heading to the last World Cup twenty fifteen and he had he had battled to get there. You know what Dan can be like? He, he, he lets you in a little bit, but you know, there's still a lot of guarding going on. There's a lot of running interference. But you can see right through that, he was so determined to make that his moment. And yeah. and I I'm writing about it at the time for Rugby Pass and you know, he was crushed by twenty eleven and he wanted that moment didn't he and there was no one who was going to take that away a second time from dan carter he was going to go there yeah and he was going to win that world cup on the field
2: yeah yeah no we um i mean we sort of uh that 2011 was just heartbreaking for him i, I remember it you know i mean even back in auckland he you know he, he was in and around me the whole time even though you know he wasn't him with the team we were you know we talked most days and all that sort of stuff so it was really heartbreaking for him but um as you show as you go to show as it goes to show the determination in the kid i mean mm. even those four le- years leading up to it i mean the things that he went through in mm. terms of injury and the body and and the likes was you know some most people struggle to get out of bed but he just kept tri- you know trooping on because he knew that that was his moment and that's what he wanted to do and when he got there and he did it well he didn't just do it he Oh. He smashed it. He yeah, it dominated the competition. So, um, mm. yeah, special man. That's enough about gloating about my mate. He's, he's got a lot of weaknesses too. Watch this trailer. Anyway,
1: go on. Go on. That's good, That's good stuff. You've really sold that. <laughs> <laughs> well, from Dan Carter to uh, we'll go across the ditch, mate. Um, oh, what a dork. I know uh, what you're going to talk we, about. Well, this guy. What an idiot. This guy just kills me. There there is, you know, the problem with it is, you know, I've said it time and time again, believe in what you want to believe in. That's fine. But if you do, and it's at odds with your contract, your employer, pretty much every fan of the game, the very sport that you play, don't play the fucking victim. Exactly. It's painful.
2: It is just absolutely painful. You don't know, like, it's just not fair. How can one man bring down a rugby union? Wow. Like the, the history behind the rugby union, and then some my head. dork is just going, as you say, I be, you believe in what you believe in. I don't, I've got no problems with that. You know, say what you say. But at the end of the day, there's, you know, consequences to your action, and don't flip and sulk and whinge and, I oh, He's a loser. He's a loser.
1: Well, do you know what's incredible
2: Probably about Probably a nice this, guy, but I mean, his actions are just, what a loser.
1: You know, the problem is, the Waratahs, through all of this, have been slammed they're out of the running they should have been the conference leaders by a country mile in Australia they're out of the playoffs how could they possibly focus on rugby with this side show going on you know Nick Phipps has come out I like the balance that Phipps has shown. he's showing some leadership, saying you know we're really disappointed about this we wanted to be a playoff team they should have been a playoff team half the Wallabies are in their yeah, team sure. for goodness sake uh, you know he's eviscerated their chances this year through his actions yeah. not through Rugby Australia's actions through his actions selfish, self-centred man. I, I just cannot believe what's going on here. And, I, you know, I really feel for Australian rugby, and I feel for Rowling Castle because, I, I, you know, she didn't ask for this as the CEO of an organisation, as the leader of an organisation. You know, you'd think, and if anyone's battle-hardened coming into rugby, it's someone who's worked in rugby league. Yeah, exactly. I mean, no offence to rugby league folk, but, I mean, you know, you NRL is hardly without issues. Is this not the tipping point of where...
2: Um, individuals think that they're bigger than the game. And and this is my because, issue, mate,
1: most of all, because rugby is the ultimate team sport for me. And, for yeah, all of us, I've, isn't yeah, it? I've, yeah, I've, but I've written about this time and time again. Yeah. Yeah, in football, you can be a selfish doofus, but if you're scoring goals, you'll get a contract. Yeah. Basketball, pretty much the same. Yeah. Baseball, the same. All the major leagues around the world are, yes, they're team sports, but the individual is king, right?
2: Yeah, he's the hot
1: dog. King James. Exactly. But in rugby union, the game has worked for over a century to make sure that it is a team-first ethos. This is everything. This is anathema to rugby. Everything what? against the... It's, anathema? It's, yes. What does that anathema? mean?
2: Anathema. What does that mean?
1: Uh, we'll go through the dictionary later.
2: I'm one of those guys that if I don't know something, I'll ask. I oh, know it's good. Yeah. I like that about. Right, you. So I don't know that, and I bet you there's probably eighty percent of our viewers. That it's probably completely don't know at it. odds. With completely. Rugby. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Hmm. Um, I, I, I'm, look, it's one of those things you don't know what to say anymore, because you know he says one thing, he does another thing. Um, he completely undermining what the game is all about, um, and then you you know he's taking people down. Well, if you're that way inclined. Why do you take people down? Aren't mm. you, you know, if mm. religion is a, a heavy part of your life, isn't it a reason to celebrate, to believe in certain things and, you know, t- to help? Well, I mean, you're doing quite the contrary to what you
1: think. Well, the thing, the what, thing what for me, right, <clears throat> and if the figures are correct, I and mean, we're suing Rugby Australia for $10 million. $10 yeah, million, you know, bucks, mate. if I'm Rugby Australia right now, I'm wheeling out every five year old kid playing the game across Australia. Now, that's who you're suing. Oh, I'm, re- yeah. I'm running out every referee in Australia, and you're going to say, that's who you're suing. He's I'm running out every club member in Australia, that's who you're suing. I'm running out every fan who turns up to a game at, at the Sydney Football Oval. that's who you're suing. I'd also bring out
2: the 80,000 people that watch the All Blacks versus Australia, because mm. you're suing them as well, because Australia
1: won't have a teammate. I mean, what a talk. Enough, enough. Good. Let's move on to more positive things. Um, Third on the agenda on the short ball today, uh, drums are beating for Razor Robertson to be All Blacks coach. Uh, I think there's some water to go under the bridge here in terms of how the All Blacks perform at Rugby World Cup. I I would put to you that if the All Blacks win, it might not be the most attractive position because where do you go from there? (laughs) Where do you go from there? If the All Blacks do not win Rugby World Cup, I think it's it's a pile they will have all sorts applying for that job. I mean, I hope a lot of people are applying for the job full stop because it should be the most attractive job in, in world rugby. But nah. where do you stand on, on A, his potential as an all-black coach, and B, uh, his chances of becoming all-black coach? Um,
2: I think he'd definitely be an all-black coach. Um, I think my gut says that, and I, I could be wrong. I've been wrong once. Um it's not the right time for him. Mm. I think, and I, you know, without saying something stupid, but I, I just think this is its a ticking time bomb if you jump into that all black coaching role. I mean, the success they've had, the infrastructure they've had, the people they've had. You've got to remember, these guys got together in 2004 Steve Hansen, um, Wayne Smith, Graham Henry, and they created mm. uh, Gilbert Anoka, Darren mm. Shan, Mike mm. Cron. Um, George duncan um, they created and they they recreated this whole team they cr- created uh, a meaning a purpose yep um, they challenged individuals they got the belief and the desire and the jersey they got everything and they just really recreated so for a coach to now go in when a, a few of them are gonna leave mm-hmm. um, sort of leaving the last post of what that traditional shift was at in 2004 you're sitting there going well how confident am i to be able to move this Mm. and take it to a better place than what it's already been um it's going to be a tough tough job i think you know you got
1: look i agree with that but he walked into the crusaders and has taken them to a better place than they've ever been
2: yeah but what was their success before it
1: the most, they were the most successful Super Rugby team but in the they competition. Had, they
2: hadn't won a championship in two thousand and eight. Right, so so that, so that was oh, transformational. I get
1: that for that. <laughs> what the All Blacks winning percentage under Steve Hanson's what about eighty nine ninety percent? Right. Okay, and and a lot of the the narrative that we hear around this is that only someone who's been a part of that coaching or management setup can possibly understand how to coach and manage the All Blacks, and and it's a convenient narrative because it protects the internal succession planning of the All Blacks. But it's false logic because someone else might be able to go in there and completely adjust again and get a 93% win com-
2: Who's to say? I completely agree with you. I'm just saying if I, you know, this is an opinion from yeah, me. I don't no, know whether no. it's right or no, wrong. No, no, I welcome it. I'm saying if I was in Scott Robinson's shoes, I would be sitting there saying, well, this is a big, big Big challenge, mm-hmm. and with fairness, it's probably more to lose than there is to gain. Yep, um, sure. Where if you think, well, you know, I'm going to maybe I go for the job, I don't get the job. Ian Foster's in there in terms of alignment. Um, am I best to take another two years and let this? Yeah, but, but this the thing, thing is, f- it
1: won't it won't be two years. Steve Henson has been an All Black coach for fifteen years. He has been the head coach for the last eight. I I got my theories, mate. I know, but this is the thing about The next coach will last two years. Yeah, but wow, really? Yep.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place with LinkedIn. You can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people
1: today. Really? Yep. And then what? Out you
2: Mate. go. Oh, I, I, I Jesus. We're going to get in trouble. You've gone down a rabbit hole here. Yeah, I don't know if we want to do this, but I mean, it's just such. I, I mean, I, I was in there and I've seen how it's still evolving now and going, they take it to new levels. And mm-hmm. if you make a fundamental change where you take three or four massive leaders out, you take mm-hmm. players out, you take people that have been on that journey, what happens is they'll look around. When you make a bold call, you'll look around to get some support internally to make these bold calls, and there won't be a lot of people in there or people in there with the confidence. So therefore, the new person will sit there going, I'm going to go this way, and could potentially make the errors that you've made over time. Understood. I'm just saying for Razor, for me, I think he's better to go and get two or three more years in Super Rugby, back himself that he's always going to be that coach, and really charge on when he gets that job and potentially be like Steve Hansen like a Graham Henry like a Wayne Smith and be in there for 10-15 years mm-hmm. and really create a massive legacy mm-hmm. just my opinion I don't know you know where that sits with Razor or the All Blacks yep. or you know Steve Chu. I mean he's stepping down after this year yep December he's gone that's um,
1: right
2: hey we better put that application in
1: are you going to go for the CEO job of New Zealand Rugby why wouldn't I <coughs> well
2: Mike, oh, I mean like where do I start why well, there's no point starting at the bottom is there because <laughs> it'll take me too long to get to the top, so, and I'm getting old, and I can barely walk, and that brain, this brain's not
1: exactly functioning as read, well as two I two years. It. You'd last in the job. Uh, here's mm. a question for you. Okay, Steve Chu's stepping down. He's Maybe eighteen this, months. He's been the CEO since what, two thousand two, two thousand three, whatever. What's his biggest achievement as New Zealand rugby CEO? Actually, no. I'm going to rephrase that, Ali. I'm going to put it on you. Oh my What's the first thing you would do? I'm I'm shivering. At the things that I'm saying to this morning. Just hey, like, you're going good. You were excited. You called me before the pods. I just didn't game. want to be late, mate. I don't want no, to. You're you going well. Um, what was the first thing you would do, or the first area of the game you'd look at as CEO of New Zealand Rugby? Um,
2: I would look at our. I'd look at the path in terms of how we are clear commercial structure in terms of how are we trying to get more revenue into the game but how are we trying to guide more players or kids into our game so what i mean by this is i'd reevaluate super rugby where does that sit with new zealand rugby in terms of commercialism and also a breeding ground for kids I would also look at the ITM Cup. I don't know, is it ITM Cup? Minor Ten Cup these days? ITM, ITM. Yeah. ITM supply all my uh, building materials. <laughs> I think it's still ITM Cup. So ITM Cup. Um. <laughs> Far out. <laughs>
1: carry, carry on, mate. Carry so I, I, would, I would
2: completely look at ITM Cup and say whether it's it's got value. I would be bold and I would look into Australian rugby and see what position you could hold with them from a commercial standpoint. Mm and um, and then I would look at this whole schoolboy rugby, how can we change things from there? And then the final thing I would do is I would go and start selling the brand um, worldwide, the all-black brand worldwide, and create, unfortunately, a few more exhibition games or a few more games, or use the games and take them overseas, so potentially mm-hmm. lose a few games here in New Zealand, which wouldn't be great. People would get pretty frustrated, but the commercial dollar would would benefit there it is, in a nutshell.
1: It's a long list. Let's call that a job application, if you're listening, to New Zealand rugby. Probably <clears throat> bugging the studio, right? Um, the top four are done in Super Rugby, mate. The Crusaders are going to be top seeds. Uh, the Juarez. Juarez. Da- did I? What did I say to you? They're going to make the final. Yeah, you- yeah, you did, eh? Hey, the yeah, final. The Juarez are on 46. Uh, Brumbies 43. Hurricanes 49. Hurricanes get home advantage as the first, as the top wildcard spot, yeah. no, they can't be beaten. Okay, cool. So, our hosts of our quarterfinals are done. But get this for a final round, right? So, the Chiefs are taking on the Rebels in Melbourne. The Rebels are on 34 points. The Chiefs are on 31 points. The Rebels need to win. Otherwise, they can be overtaken and kicked out of the top eight. They know that. They know that for sure. Mm-hmm. The Bulls take on the Lions. The best thing that could happen there is a draw. That would be the funniest thing ever. The Bulls' third draw in a row. <laughs> So that's a must-win situation for both teams. The Stormers taking on the Sharks. That's a must-win situation for both teams. And then the Landers take on the Waratahs. The Landers are hosting the Tars in Invercargill. The Waratahs Uh are resting Wallabies for the final game. (laughs) For the final game. Okay, fair play. They're probably out of the hunt, but they're not genuinely out of the hunt. So there's still still a chance for them to make the finals, and they're resting Wallabies. Now, so regardless of anything else about the permutations of the players, because we could bore you for the next 10 minutes on those. You know, you talked about super rugby and where it sits in the landscape of things. Do you know half the problem with this competition? And I understand why it has to happen. You cannot have a competition that is sold as the best rugby competition in the world when you are regularly taking out the best players in the competition to rest them for something else. Correct. It is absolutely atrocious for Waratahs fans whose team is still they may be sitting in twelve but are on 30 points they're 5 away from the playoffs a bonus point win over the Landers in Invercargill gives would be tough chance. but it gives them a shot and what do you do? Yeah, oh, you right. go have a break The Hurricanes are taking on the Blues last game of the season. Now, they've got nothing to lose. Granted, they've got the qualifying spot. They've got a home quarterfinal. They're wrestling Anilal Mappi as part of their break. That's in front of your home fans. One of your best players. We have to put you on the bench because, you know, the all both say you have to. You cannot keep doing this to this competition. I know it's always happened, or certainly since 2007. But, you know we all want to love super rugby we want to be into it we're being asked to be into it to invest in it emotionally as fans as pundits as viewers as supporters of these teams it can't happen it's I'm, something has got to change fundamentally in the makeup because i i am totally down with protecting your players and giving them the breathers because it's a nutritional game yeah. and and it takes a lot out of these guys but by the same token you cannot sell it as top notch if you are dragging players in and out all the time
2: I'm with you I'm 100% with you it's not fair for the fans it's not fair for the commercial dollar the whole thing it's just it doesn't work um, come from a player's point of view and a coaching point of view I just think there's smarter ways of doing this sort of stuff um, you know what I mean you can rest during the week you can he's um, he's injured um, <laughs> you can, you can. Uh, he's, injured. he's injured. Um, yep. you know what I mean. There, there's ways of doing it, so it's not such a statement saying, "Look, these guys are having a rest." I yeah, mean, yes, a- I'm, I agree with the whole honesty, and the fans want to know. But I mean, at the end of the day, you you still want your best players to play, and mm. it's just you know, and uh, uh, resting players the last game. I mean, get yeah. a get a life.
1: And who doesn't love a trip to Invercargill? Oh, dangerous place, man. It's a dangerous oh, I, I love gosh. it. I've had a few hiccups in the mechanical. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not surprised with that. Everyone's had a few hiccups in the mechanical. Tough place to get out of. Valley. Oh, I met that guy, Jimmy Cowan, there. Holy heck. Dong's on the Dong's on the
2: oyster boats. Yeah, I know, mate. And Timmy Boys. He sent me up. What did he sent me up? He sent me up about four or five
1: dozen. Yeah. He's a champion human being. One of the Jimmy great Count. men, Jimmy Cowan. He's and if, just a um, champion. <clears throat> yeah, if you ever get the chance to meet him, Uh, Take it with both hands. He is just a legend. Look, honestly, some of the stories, uh, they wouldn't even go
2: through these airwaves, mate. (laughs) He is just a human legend. That's Um, correct. One of Dan Carter's really good mates, actually. Yeah. Yeah, one of Dan Carter's really... So maybe he's made the movie. If he's made the movie... Dead set Be oh, a blockbuster mate, If there is a scene With Jimmy
1: Cowan and the Fobo Strait With Timmy Boys On an oyster boat In a four foot swell I'm so into this movie That'll be fantastic oh. Rounding out the short ball Today Wams uh, The Blues Season um, They've still got a chance? No, nah. Next year Next year You'll be out, eh? So they're playing the Canes uh, This weekend Okay uh, A good friend Paddy McKendry Writing in the New Zealand Herald Says Blues will win this game They're sending off Martin Onu they're sending off Sonny Bill. Um, Where's Mar going? To well, the All Blacks? Oh, yeah, cool. Well, for the season anyway. Uh, but this will be Sonny Bill's last Super Rugby game. No contract next year. He's out. He's yeah, out. So, so, so. Poor Buggy. He didn't play a lot, did he? Nah. Nah, it's didn't been a tough a season for the tough SPW. Few for um for Sonny. Um, can they
2: do it? And... I mean, it sums up the Blues. They will do it. They will win. Um, really? Because they just... It's just how they sort of play. Emotionally, they go up and down, and I think, you know, this This week they'll dominate. There's a lot of reasons to play well. Two pretty influential men playing mm-hmm. some, One of potentially their last games. Do you um, know the
1: worst thing? They, they could have been right in the playoff mix this weekend. Do you know? Right in the mix. And you know, the first game, um, they missed a
2: penalty kick yep. to beat the Crusaders. Mm-hmm. They missed, um, was it one against the Highlanders or one against the... Mate, so they've, been,
1: they've been dusted once all three
2: year. Three times mm. they missed penalty kicks to win a match. Three times. They'd yeah. be above the Jaguars.
1: They probably would. Actually, um, they'd probably um, be they level with the Crusaders. The. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, you okay, you've, had enough. you've had enough today you've got to push the boundaries. you've had enough Mate. today that's been the short ball for another week uh, enjoy the rugby I, I'm loving these games Rebels, Chiefs, Bulls, Lions Stormers, Sharks Highlanders, Tars all four of those games with massive permutations for the playoffs which is one way to finish a season and a good way at that it's been us I'm Scotty, he's Ali we'll see you next week on the short ball wait I have something to say oh producer oh. Tina hi guys hi
2: hi
0: I want to shout out oh. before league games on Sky. Am I allowed to say that?
1: You're allowed to say that, but you can say it on Rugby Pass too.
0: Um, Yes. They have touch games now, and everyone should support. We need New Zealand to really think about touch. The game touch, touch rugby is amazing. So we have women's games and men's games before the league games. Watch it.
1: Okay. We're, did you ever play touch yours <laughs>
2: <laughs> <coughs> It was it was my go to call yours I was never yours. good enough to play touch it's such nah. a skillful game you, the it?
1: other thing too mate is um, I couldn't I can't do social sport
2: oh because ultra competitive man no no
1: me? no I'm not but
2: you let everyone down. No. You're that useless. No. The ruru really bird that sits in the tree <laughs> no, no. watching his friends yeah, play social sport.
1: Because when I played sport, I was very competitive. When there was something writing on it, right? Yeah. When When it didn't have the word social before it. But then you go into these social sports leagues, and there's always, always an absolute dickwad <laughs> on the other team who thinks... This is the Olympic trials and anything, <laughs> and those people shit me so badly that I cannot handle being in that environment. I don't like losing. It's mate. no, no one likes losing. So if I'm one of those dickwads, you're <laughs> no. looking straight in the face. Sorry. I don't like losing. <laughs> All I'm saying is, man, I'm here for a couple of beers and a run around with my mates. What, yeah, but you can still you go hard. Yeah, you go hard, but you, you know the exact person I'm talking about. Every social quote unquote league has an absolute dickwad, dickwad. in it. Who Dick just wad. wants to go 1,000 Dickwad's miles such in an it. interesting description, dickwad. isn't it? Dickwad. Dickwad. Now, <laughs> we're, we have to. <laughs> shut up. We have to finish off by um, saying something else today. Today is our last podcast with our producer, Tina. And do you know what, Ali? We, we're hard to organise, you and I. We're like human Sudoku. Here we are. And yet, yet, doesn't matter what time of day, doesn't matter what day of the week, T Bone has made it happen every single time. And uh, she's just got the double shooter out. So, um, Tina, thank you very much for producing um, this clusterfuck of a podcast for the last. How long has it been? Eighteen months?
0: I have no idea. I can't remember.
1: Eighteen. It's been months. a ball. Has it? Been a
0: ride. I yeah. loved it. Yeah, wow,
1: well, we've loved having you. And um, next week we're gonna welcome back um, someone who is also familiar to the shortball audiences. In fact, I get emails regularly about um, this person and that is producer Alice is making a triumphant return. So Do you know how much work these girls do behind oh, the scenes?
2: 100%. Like they edit all the crap that yeah. you talk.
1: Yeah. They have to do all the beeping imagine, bits. Imagine how good
2: good this pod, good this podcast was if you and I were on it and the girls just were on it.
1: She did speak That's not she- a bad idea. Next week maybe, Next week, maybe we jump behind the camera. Tina and Alice could host this podcast. You can be on the camera and um, I'll push the buttons. But to be honest... Put me on the buttons, mate. Tina can still go back and edit it, or Alice for that matter. I don't want to do that.
2: Anyway, what a show. Thank you very much, girls. Really, really appreciate you making the (laughs) Lulu Owl look so good.